to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset. And, you know, it's cool when you get guests that you've never, like, I'm about to introduce Tony to you. And I'm meeting Tony for the first time, like three minutes ago, because we just connected on Instagram. And, and through content, you already start getting to know people before you actually know them, which is the power of why we do what we do. And, and so, guys, I want you to know, who this guy is. This is Tony Acosta. He is a real estate broker in Utah. He is a part of the Forbes Real Estate Council. I don't know if you've heard of Forbes before. It's They're kind of a big deal. He has the what, what the Utah Podcasters Coalition. That's right. The Utah Podcast Coalition. Come on. And so, guys, this episode is going to be fire. And, and I just want to jump in. So, Tony, man, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm, I've been watching your stuff. And like we were saying just a couple of minutes ago, it's awesome to you know, talk to someone who believes the same thing that I believe and is on this content train. So let's go. That's right, man. So here's what's crazy. Because we're about to talk to people about content. You and I make video every day. And yet we're about to say we don't even do enough. 100%. <laughs> so, so how, like maybe this is where we, we jump in. How, as we tell people that we don't even make enough content, how do we not make that disparaging for the listener that may have never even done a video yet? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's something that we deal with a lot with the podcast coalition. If we use that specific example, because there are people that have 200 episodes on their show, 500 episodes, and then you have people in the audience that just have an idea. They haven't gotten started. And so I think the punchline is wherever you're at, you got to get started. Yeah, We spend so much time just planning and strategizing and prepping and trying to get equipment that we never, ever start. So whether it's a video a week, whether whatever it is, but you got to start. Once you get the hang of it, now you can increase your volume and you can do a video a day, two videos a day, three videos a day. But if you never start, nothing's going to happen. And I think that's where a lot of us get stuck. Man, on, on my last episode that I just recorded, so it hasn't released yet, my guest said, the answer is always more than zero. Oh, 100%. And I was like, what? Because, dude, I mean, because you get this probably as much as I do. How many videos should we do? How long should they be? How many times a week do we need to post? Like all these questions. Yeah. And really, the simple answer is more than zero. More than zero. Yeah. And like I said, as you start to get experience, you'll start to get into all of the weeds of, all right, the algorithms and all this stuff and ads. But again, a lot of people, they get so overwhelmed because they try to focus on those things first that they yeah. never get started. And when you ask them, how many videos did you make this week? The answer is zero. And so they never, they never get started. Yeah. So let's, 
it, man, I, I hate when experts like just talk about what people should be doing. And, it, and it's easy. The further we get away from our start, we don't tell that story as much. So let's go back to your day zero. Of course. Yeah. Right? So what, I'm, what, what did that look like? What was going on? What ultimately led you to start doing video? Like, just tell us that story. Absolutely. So I got into the real estate industry back late 2012, early 2013. Uh, I was 23 years old, but honestly, I looked like I was 14. Like I was, I was always a really scrawny kid. Uh, I didn't have a business degree. I didn't have any connections. I didn't have anything. Uh, I had a, a very good mentor who, who I had the blessing of learning from, but I didn't okay. have any connections, past clients, network, nothing. And so I was sitting around one day kind of feeling sorry for myself because I wasn't getting clients. And it was like, I was trying to do these cold calls, but I hated it. And so I had a conversation with my mentor at the time. And, you know, he said something that kind of clicked and he said, look, you have to stop worrying about what you don't have. And you have to start focusing on what you do have. Come on. So I started trying to, you know, think of ideas, you know, what can I do? How can I market myself? Like, I don't know anyone. And I just decided to um, answer questions because I would get a lot of questions uh, answer those real estate questions on Facebook. So my mentor had a lot of business. And so I was kind of a showing agent at first to where okay. he would do the deal. And then I would just go and show people homes. Like I would just go and open the door to try to get experience and try to get some training. But within that activity of showing homes, there was a lot of questions. And so what I started to do is I started to remember and jot down every single question that a buyer or a seller asked me. And then I would make a little video on my phone um, just whatever, no post-production, nothing. And I would just answer the question. And then I, I started posting it on Facebook, only on Facebook. And I did that for probably two or three years. And then, wow. it, and then people, you know, I would start to get a DM here, a DM there. And then, you know, I realized that, you know, this actually works. Like people need the info. It's valuable info. Yeah. And then, you know, that kind of transition to Instagram, to podcast, to other things, but it all started just answering questions on my phone, in my car that people were, were asking me. And so back then, were you, were you just pre-recording these videos and then posting them to your personal page or a business page? No, I didn't have a business page yet. Okay. Uh, I wasn't that far along. So, <laughs> I, so I would just post them to my personal page, but that was probably the first few months. And then I started kind of getting more into it, you know, realized that I needed to to create a biz page. And then I started doing it there, but it was all just, it started with my sphere of influence, my Facebook yeah. on my personal profile from my phone, nothing fancy. And then it kind of just started to build over time. And so bro, talk to me about like early on, how many takes would it take to get to the one that you liked? How did you overcome not liking the way you looked or the way you sounded or Man, having that complex of like, you're this showing agent for this big time baller broker. And so who the heck are you to be giving away this information that you may have learned yesterday? Sure. Like, how'd you overcome all that? It was tough, man. I'll be, I'll be completely transparent with you. That, that took me a minute to do. Um, in many cases, I had to do multiple takes and I didn't like the way I sounded. So what I started doing was I would not watch my videos. If I, I if I got through the question, if I answered it, I would not watch it. I would just post it. And that was it. Because the few times when I when I was first starting that I would watch it, it was I would critique myself. I didn't like how I said this word. I stuttered. Like and I I didn't want to post it. Yeah. And so I realized that what worked for me, this might not work for everyone, but what worked for me was just posting and not watching it. 
Um, and to your second question is just realizing that even if I was new, I knew more about real estate than a lot of other people. Let's go. I, I wasn't a baller yet, uh, but I knew more than the average Joe. And yep. so once I realized that, you know, if an average Joe is at a level zero of real estate knowledge, right. I'm at a two, right? I'm not a 10, but I'm at a two. So I can help anybody that is below two. Yeah. And I go to four and then six and eight. But I think that realizing that you have something valuable, um, even if it's new, it's still valuable. And then yep. be, being willing to share that. And again, what worked for me was just not watching my stuff. Man, that's I, I give that advice out all the time. You know, I, I joke with people that, you know, I I don't think I'm ugly by any means, but I don't think I'm the most attractive dude on the planet. And and so I've never seen my own video and been like, dang, bro your wife is so lucky. <laughs> yeah, I just, it, it, it never happened like that for me. And so just like you, I did not watch anything back and I became a one take wonder. Yep. Even if I messed up, I'd just be like, what was that word? Did I just make up a word? That's hilarious. And then I just keep going. Right. And, and that, that was my personality that made me the most authentic version of me. Sure. And, and that's ultimately, I think what helped me go further than most people is I was just removing the obstacles before I knew they were going to be an issue. Yeah. And something interesting that I found was because I, I started doing one takes as well. And sometimes something happens. The video is not perfect. When it's sure. one take, it's not perfect. But what I realized was that a lot of people actually appreciate that authenticity because it's not a perfect video where they can yeah. tell that there's 13 filters and then there's these trends. Like that's fine. And eventually you can get there. But when you're new, just however it comes out, uh, as long as you have the right intent, if your intent right. is to provide value, if your intent is to answer a question genuinely, then people can feel that versus just trying to be flashy or just trying to make the most beautiful video in the world. And then the substance isn't there. If your substance is good, then you know the form will come later, but the substance has to be there. Okay. So- you're the broker, right? So you have agents that work that work underneath you. Right. And so when you talk about you have to have the right intent, you have to come from a place of value. I I think the word value is just so overused now, right? Sure. Everyone loves to throw it out there. And I use it all the time, but I even feel spammy when I even say it because we've kind of perverted that word. How do you help a realtor that all they've ever known is sales? All they've ever known is hunting, right? So they're going after what they want. But then we show up and we're like, yeah, but you need to start creating video content that's really adding value to people versus selling to them. Like, how do you make that make sense to the agents in, in your company? Of course. So we always have you know, the exercise of telling the story when I first started of looking at what other agents in my area were doing. So I started stalking everyone. I went on Facebook yeah. I trying to find other agents and they all did the same thing. It was just listing pictures. It was open houses and it was client photos at closing. That was it. That was the only thing that I saw. And to this day, that's what you're going to see with 90% of agents. And so yeah. I asked myself, you know, do I care? Like, does that help me in any way? Does it help me in any way to know that you listed a home in a different city? Like, the, the, the odds that somebody that follows you on Facebook is looking for a house 
in that price range, in that neighborhood, in that city, at that particular moment in time is astronomical. And right. so, and so we as agents, we're kind of throwing this hook um, and trying to get people to, to notice us of, hey, look how cool I am because I have all these listings, but it doesn't help somebody that is not looking in that city. So mm. kind of the way that I try to approach it is how can I provide something that is useful? And I just take it through education, very similar to what you do. You know, you yeah. make videos teaching people how to do better on social media versus showing people your, your insights or your numbers. And especially in real estate, we're so good at telling people how awesome we are through numbers, through closings, but we're not good at giving people the info they need so that we can build that trust. And then we can have a shot at converting. So I think it's just flipping the switch from trying to show you how cool I am to giving you something where we can build trust over time. And I I have a shot for you to use me in the future whenever that need arises. So good, man. How how did you come up? Because you know this, every realtor is like, I don't know what to talk about. But you just said you got your start just answering questions on Facebook. So I know you said you would get questions, but I'm assuming you're also bringing your own questions to the table that you believe are valuable. How are you sourcing those? How are you collecting those? Because I think what you're about to say could be a huge light bulb for for some of the listeners. Of course. One of the things that I try to do was kind of open the curtains to real estate transactions. So to this day, I still write down questions and sometimes the questions are repetitive. You know, maybe I I made a video about interest rates six months ago and then I'm one again this week because things always change. The market changes. And so real estate in particular is a good field because things are always changing, right? Things, you know, now there's there's a a new program here for ITIN tax ID. So with a lower, I mean, there's just so much there if you take the time to educate yourself. But another thing that that was really helpful was I started doing these little bits of post-closing press conferences, right? Oh. Like similar to like the NBA or whatever. Yeah. I made this like backdrop and I had the mic (laughs) and, and, you know, my content producer would ask me questions, but I would basically go through the deal, you know, as if, as if we had just won a football game and you're asking the coach, Hey, like what, what adjustments did you make at half to whatever? I started doing that for real estate transactions. So I started telling people, you know, in this deal, we had an appraisal issue, but here's how we kind of figured that out. We had multiple offers, our buyer can't like just trying to pull back the curtain a little bit uh, and show people kind of the the ins and outs, the, the behind the scenes, if you will, of these deals. So instead of just showing you, hey, I closed with these guys, I'm gonna tell you what happened throughout this process so that you can educate yourself and maybe there's something there that you can avoid. And those videos did very, very well because people started to realize that it, there was much more to it than, than what they originally mm. thought of. So I think it also comes down to seeing, are you truly a creative? Like when it comes yeah. to being creative, are you creative or not? You know, do you have that skill set to come up with ideas and then execute those ideas? If you don't, that's fine, but you have to find somebody that does. Yeah. And you've now given that idea for any listener I have to completely steal, oh, right? 1, that's, the, that's the beauty of all of this guys is none of us are reinventing the wheel. You yeah. saw somebody do something 
that made you think something and, and, and you ultimately came to a conclusion. And, and so this is, I think we've got to let go of this whole, like, I've got to be uber creative. I've got to come up with an original idea because if I don't, you know, people aren't going to dig it. People aren't going to buy in. And uh, phew, man, I, I think we waste so much time yeah, it's trying to be creative. True. I mean, my podcast is called the Ask Tony Show. Brilliant. I from Gary V. Yes, Gary V. Show. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to switch the name. That's it. These press conferences, you know, I'm a big UFC junkie. So I always okay. love watching the post fight press conference with Dana White. Yeah. yeah. He talks about the behind the scenes. And so that's where that idea came from. I said, hey, you know, I, I'm always looking forward to the post presser because I want to hear the details. I'll try it out. I'll test it I out. It. See if I can twist it somehow to fit real estate. And it worked out, you know, and some ideas work, some ideas don't, but I think it's also having the, the self-esteem to try something. Yeah. Um, it might bomb. For example, I, I, I tried to do comedy videos of like the world's worst bathrooms. Right. So there's, yeah. there's a very famous YouTuber. His name is Joe uh, Sanagato, old school dude. And he, he, he would make kind of like satire comedy videos. I tried to do that and it, tanked it bombed because <laughs> i'm not a comedian right yeah but yeah i tried it i tried it somebody gave me the idea and i tried it and i think that that's where uh you'll ultimately find what works for you but you gotta be willing to to bomb in front of your friends man you you gotta be i tried years ago i I'm, i love sports all sports i'll watch curling in the olympics you know i was watching the women's elite eight last night like if there's competition involved i'm in and so I decided a few years back, I was going to do a Saturday morning Facebook live show where I picked the spread of every NFL game for the, for, for Sunday, mm -hmm. dude, 10 years ago, Kyle, like before kids would have crushed that. What I very quickly realized is I don't even know the names of the players on the other teams other than <laughs> my team. And so it was awful and no one watched And at about week seven. I canned it. But to this day, I would wonder how would that have done if I wouldn't have tried it? Of course. And so it got it out of the way and made room for new opportunities. And do you're totally right. We've we've got to be willing to just jump in and and fail our way forward, yeah. which is I feel like the story of my entire career up to this point. And the way that that I contextualize that is similar to working out. Right, one workout is not going to make you. And one cheat meal is not going to break you. Right. In the same way, one piece of content, it's unlikely, it could happen, but it, it's, it's unlikely that one piece of content is going to make you. In the same way, one right. piece of content is not going to break you. So, you know, putting out a video that's testing something new, uh, there really is no downside other than your own insecurity about yourself. Dude, 100%. So how do you... Because, man, I feel like everyone in real estate wants that instant gratification, right? They, they want to do a video at 2 o'clock, and at 2.30, they want to be able to say that they got a buyer or a seller called them to come to their house. It's, it's interesting the way different people track the success of what they do. And so, like, what does that look like for you when we're talking about your content specifically? So, I used to have a metric. So I used to try to see what my conversion percentage was. And I, I try to get very, very fancy. Yeah. 
if I'm completely honest with you, I just try to put out the best content that I possibly can every day and let the chips fall where they may. And what I found is that my business continues to grow. Can I tell you, hey, okay, 13% of my leads came through this Facebook arbit? Like, no, I can't. But what I do know is that the more videos I make, the more DMs I get. The more DMs I get, the more it just, it's just this, this natural progression. But it all just comes from trying to put out the best content possible every day. Yeah. Good things are going to happen. If the intent is there, the consistency is there, and the creativity is there, it's only a matter of time. Like good things are going to happen. Yeah. The quote that I love that says, nobody can stop you if you're good enough. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I try to look at it. Um, you know, but obviously the metrics for somebody that is very analytical could, could come into play. I would just sure. say, just do the best you can every single day, whether it's one piece of content or seven and good things will happen to you. Yeah. What, how do you feel about like when you're coaching one of your realtors that's starting to do more content, do you tell them to go like, you know, go 90 days before you really turn around and kind of start analyzing things? Is it 60 days? Because I know if, if we're not careful, everybody we coach and teach will analyze the first video they do. They'll absolutely hate it. And then they'll never do it again. So is there a certain length of time where you just say, put those blinders on and just like go to work? And what, what what would that be? Yeah. So we've done like things like 30 day challenges where it's, you're going to do a video a day for 30 days. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. That's fine. But you need to post every single day for 30 days. You got to post something and it can't be a picture of a house. You have to, it has to be you. You have to post something once a day for 30 days. And then people's creative juices start to flow. I'll get texts and people will be like, I don't know what to post today. And I'll, you know, we'll jump on a call. Hey, did you get a call from a client? Yes. Okay. What did you guys talk about? And you'll pull out material from there. Yeah. I found that if, if you can do something consistently for 30 days, it gets easier at day 31. Yep. 100%, man. So now you, you started on Facebook, just posting videos to your personal page. Now for you, that was back in 2012, 2013. Now it's 2022. Where are you spending most of your time? And, and like, what type of content are you putting there? Yeah. So right now, the strong one is Instagram. Uh, Instagram is where I spend the bulk of my time. Facebook is still great. I feel like Facebook now is massively underrated. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of lurkers on Facebook. So for anybody out here that, that believes that Facebook is dead, almost everybody logs into Facebook every single day. Most people don't post. It's not like Instagram where a lot of people are posting stories and stuff. Facebook is lurker city to where, you know, not everybody is posting stuff, but everybody's checking it at least once or twice a day. There's data to support this. So Facebook is underrated, but the strong one right now is Instagram. I feel like that's where the attention is right now. I like TikTok. The only thing I'm waiting for TikTok is for them to be able to do uh, local local ad arbitrage. That's yeah. It. Um, once once I can target people in in my market, I think TikTok will be a big player. But for now, it's it's mostly Instagram. So on Instagram specifically, like, what type of content do you post? And then, 
are you also spending time on that platform, like engaging in people's comments, sending DMs, responding to stories, like kind of talk us through like your ecosystem of Instagram? Sure. So I, I run my, my show, the Ask Tony show, where I answer five real estate questions in a full length YouTube show. It's 15 to 20 minutes long. Okay. So what we do is then we chop up every individual question and that becomes a short two, three minute clip for Instagram. So I post a lot of clips. Um, that's probably the bulk of my content right now. If I do a podcast or an interaction like this, we pull stuff out and we make little clips. We make reels uh, with just interesting stuff. So we'll, we'll pull out 30 seconds or 60 seconds of something yeah. interesting. And then we will, we will post that. What you said uh, as far as the engagement goes, I feel like that is the key. Yeah. Because when people post, a lot of people believe that that's the end of the work. So they hit post, they hit publish, and that's it. But what you have to realize is that the algorithm is going to destroy you if you do that. Because only two to 5%, maybe if you're lucky, of your audience is going to see what you post organically. Right. So you have to help Instagram help you. And the way you do that is through engaging. So you know, sending DMs, you know, responding to people's stories, liking stuff, like actually using social media for what it was created to do, which is to connect right. with people. And right. It's called social media for a reason. Yep. So yeah, I spend a ton of time uh, engaging with, with other people on my stories. I do shout outs all the time. If, if I know that somebody is doing something cool or they opened up a new business, yeah. uh, I'll do that. I try to find ways to, to interact with people. We do a lot of like restaurant reviews, local reviews. So whatever you can do to get eyes on your stuff from people outside yeah. of your follower base, um, not talking about ads, I think that's, that's where you should spend the, the bulk of your time. Yeah. Yeah, man, I agree. And I love that you're, I love that you're doing long form content. I think, I, honestly, the way you talk about, like, I think Facebook's under undervalued right now. I think long form content is very undervalued because everyone has been convinced that everyone's attention span is 30 seconds long. And, and so if we're not doing videos under 30 seconds, no one is watching. And what's wild to me is, Tony, I really think the reason we say that in our space is because most realtors videos suck. <laughs> so of course the attention span on those videos is 30 seconds because it's garbage content. Of course. And you but just we, have to realize Batman it, for three hours. Exactly. If the content is good, it's going to be good. If the next star Wars movie is five hours, we're sitting there for five. Heck hours. yeah, we are. And we will all skip, you know, we'll watch three seconds of a TikTok and we'll skip. So it's all about, is, is your content good? Is right. it good or is it not good? And that's where I think it also helps to control that uh, self-esteem, that that yeah. portion of it, because you're going to tank sometimes. We, we just talked about that. But being able to objectively analyze yourself is what's going to make you better. And if your content is not good, it's not good, but that doesn't mean that you can't make it better. Right. So, man, talk to the listener about, like, if they're going to, if their day one is today, when they listen to this episode, what would a few tips be to kind of help them create some momentum for themselves? Yeah, I would say point number one, sit down and think about what do you have? Whatever, whatever you sell, what knowledge do you have? 
What insight do you have that the average person does not have? And is there a reason why they should care? Yeah. And in most cases, you're going to find that the answer is yes. If you sell insurance, if you're a car mechanic, if you, whatever, whatever you do, you have something, some training, some knowledge, something that you can share. So try to do a mind dump of all of the concepts, anything that you can share that you hold and you, you, you just have to do a mind dump and then just start, just start talking to the world. Literally, if you're a brand new realtor to say, hey guys, I just you know, graduated from real estate school. Here's some, some awesome things that I learned going through my education that I didn't know before. Yeah. Make a little video about that. Maybe you can come up with six, seven, eight, nine different things that you learned that are interesting. And you just start like that. And you know, your first videos might have six views, but then they're going to have nine and then they're going to have 21 and then 116 and it's just going to snowball. But uh, I would say for somebody brand new, just think about what you have. Don't worry about what you don't have. If all you have is a phone and a little bit of knowledge, that's enough. Bro, it, that is that is more than enough. More than enough. Tell us, because you're breaking down your content. And, and so how do you go about doing that? You know, what way do you do it? Do you, do you hire that out? Do you have somebody on your team that does it? Like, how can somebody kind of begin to do that for themselves? Yeah. So when I first started, I did it all myself. I didn't have the budget to hire somebody. Yeah. So I was editing late at night. Yeah. I just had to put in the hours. I would, you know, it was, I don't know, 30 minutes a day, an hour a day. If it was just a, sh a short clip, there wasn't much post-production at first because I was just posting straight from my phone to Facebook. But once I started yeah. wanting to add my Instagram title, or I had like a little intro, like once I started to kind of beef my content up a little bit, there is some, some editing there. If you can't afford anybody, you just got to learn and do it yourself. Yeah. Now, I do have a content producer, but I'm 10 years in. So right. Like, right. at first I just stayed up late. My wife was asleep. My kid was asleep <laughs> and I was just on my laptop on iMovie trying to play with stuff. I love uh, it. I wasn't even that fancy. I wasn't even like an Adobe guy. It was just like basic iMovie yeah. Yeah. stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, at first I had to do it all myself. I love that, man. So I, I can't let you go without asking about the Forbes real estate council. Yeah. Uh, the Forbes real estate council has been so much fun. It's, it's kind of an opportunity to learn from other people across the country that are more that honestly are more successful than me at what I do. And one of the things that I have really tried to do is attach myself to people that are better than me. Yep. That's, that's the way that I have learned over time. I have gotten over that insecurity. I can say that I don't have that insecurity anymore. Yeah. Uh, I can be in a room with someone who has more money than me, has a bigger team than me, and it doesn't create any negative feelings inside. It wasn't always that way. Uh, it's something that I had to definitely work at. Yeah. But the Forbes Real Estate Council basically is there are certain requirements, uh, but you get to publish articles on Forbes. So I've had, you know, six or seven articles published in the magazines. You get to That's network, awesome. you get to meet people. And so, you know, it was, it was my attempt at getting in the room with people that I knew were better than me. That's yeah. the entire intent is I just wanted to get in that room so somehow good. and be a fly on the wall and take notes. So good, man. What can you think of one, like one takeaway that, that you've learned like a nugget from somebody in that room? 
Um, I mean, it's, it's helped me a lot with, with my own self-esteem with, without going too much into the technicalities. I have learned a lot about systems, yeah. I've learned a lot about, you know, the, the, the intricacies of a, a transaction going very, very nerdy. That's probably where I've gotten the most value for yeah. my brokerage. But honestly, it's just hearing people's stories and just realizing that I am where they were 10 years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, bro. You can start yep. to make those connections. And you're like, all right, this guy's a baller, but he's 57 and I'm 31. Right. You know right. what I mean? So right. there's a gap there. And so I've learned to be able to contextualize that of awesome. Like there's, there's, there's one lady who does exceptionally well in California. She's in the Bay Area. She is a rock star, but she's been in it for like 30 years and she's like yeah. four. So of course, like you, I can't compare myself to her because I'm further back in my process. But what right. I can do is see what she did, see what works for me so that when I'm 54 or 57, I can be in that chair, if that makes sense. Yeah, bro. I love it. So my, my last question to you, I don't ask this to everybody. I kind of fill people out and, 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 and decide in my head if, if I think they'll have a good answer. So no pressure for, for you to have a great answer. But what is, you know, you, nobody knows better than you what you do at an extremely high level. What is the question that you don't feel like people ask you very often that they should? Ooh, that is a good question. The question that I wish, see, my answer would be the, the most common question I get is how do I get more followers, right? <laughs> yeah. The question that I don't get very often is how do I make good content? Mm. How, how, you know, there's this huge disparity where, again, we're chasing followers. Yeah. We're chasing exposure. So people always say, how do I boost my engagement? How do I boost my following? How do I boost this? How do I boost that? Instead of what are the creative principles by which I can make better stuff? You so know, good. how can I write out better? Should I, you know, should I just spitball it? Should I use a teleprompter? Should I, 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 how can I make my content better? Um, very, very few people go there. Everybody just wants more people to see their stuff and they don't particularly care if that stuff is quality or it's not quality. Yeah. See, I knew, I knew <laughs> it just felt like you were going to be the guy that would answer that yeah. really well. So Tony, that. man, how this has been, a, this has been amazing. I can't wait to release this episode. How do people connect to you after they hear all your, all your wisdom? Oh, well, I, first of all, I appreciate the invitation. I love talking to people that believe what I believe and who try to do what I do. Me too. Uh, that's my favorite thing in the world. But um, Instagram is the, the best place. My handle is at underscore Tony V2. V is in Victor, the number two. Um, Instagram is my most active platform. So um, I'm also... I mean, you can find me anywhere. You can find me on Twitter, on TikTok, but Instagram is probably the number one. So absolutely feel free to shoot me a DM if you know you have any questions or, or whatever. I love to talk to people about this stuff. Um, and as, a, as an aside, I commend you for what you're doing. Honestly, um, it's so, so, so needed in, in our entrepreneurial communities. Thanks, man. So keep up the good work, man. Yes, sir. I will. Guys. This is it. How can you not go create content after an episode like this? So if you, if this episode can't get you going, I, I don't know that you should listen to this show anymore. You know, I, you should just hang this up. Go find another 
another podcast to listen to, but I'm just kidding. We, we appreciate you listening. Tony, you're the man. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.